Welcome to Creature Crunch, um, the podcast where we watch some uh, creature movies and then make creature stat blocks. We take that creature and crunch him down into a, a stat block. And uh, for let me start over again. Yeah, we really need to like figure out some sort of actual opening. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but I think we do. Uh, let's try this again. I mean, it's so. not terribly complicated. We watch creature movies and then we uh, make monsters for. Uh, your players to fight in your favorite RPGs. Yeah, but, well, I mean, favorite RPGs right now, just D&D 5th Edition. I hope D&D 5th Edition is your favorite. For a lot of people, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, eventually we'll, we'll hopefully get to working in some branch out stuff, doing some other mm-hmm. things. Uh, just D&D 5th Edition is just the easiest right now. But uh, uh, my name is Matt. And I'm the other one. So this week, uh, or I guess this, this episode, because we're going to be doing bi-weekly... We're so bad at this. Yeah, we're not great at this, but that's that's we gotta okay. get better. Well, this is our second one. Yeah, like, I give know. me some slack. So, uh, but this time uh, we were watching the um, oh beans yeah, twenty twenty. No, wasn't it? No, twenty nineteen. I think twenty nineteen. Okay, I was a year off. Yeah, I think right. I don't know. Let you made the notes. Oh my gosh! See, edit this part out because we sound like complete <laughs> dumbasses. <laughs> I plan on it. Um, but no, so this this uh, episode, we were watching the 2019 movie Sweetheart, um, directed by J.D. Dillard. Um, we wanted to go for another uh, another decent creature feature, uh, one that uh, we both kind of think that, that really exemplifies what we look for in monster movies, but one that was a little less known, uh, maybe not quite as popular as, you know, Alien. So. Yeah, th- this one was definitely your your pick because I hadn't even heard of this movie before. Right, until right. I watched it. So, uh, so well, well, I mean, uh, after having chosen and watched it, uh, what did you think? It was it was really good. Like I was very impressed with it. It's a super small, isolated movie. You know, one set essentially. Um, very small cast, like five people. It, yeah, uh, it's really good. It's it's tense. Um, there's a few parts that maybe don't work as well as other stuff but all together it's, it's really solid yeah i i really enjoyed it um if for what it was i mean it's definitely not groundbreaking but i mean no i mean it, it's it's you know alien on an island <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely serviceable um so uh of course uh, there will be spoiler warning um spoilers for the movie sweetheart if you haven't seen it i definitely recommend checking mm-hmm. it out you can find it currently on netflix mm-hmm. um but uh, we will be talking about this um, and uh, making us do creature stat blocks. So uh, a little bit of a history on this one. I'm, I'm probably going to take more of the lead because this was my pick, but uh, the movie was directed by J.D. Dillard. Um, at this point, he'd only directed one other film that I could find, a movie called Slight. I'm not familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, never heard um, of it, but I kind of want to look, look it up now. Yeah, it, it, it's... Um, yeah, I, I didn't really look too much into it. Uh, he has directed a couple... Um, horror and sci-fi TV episodes, like he did a, an episode of Two Sentence Horror Stories and uh, an episode of 2020's Twilight Zone. So neither of which I have watched, unfortunately. R- same, same, <laughs> same. So this is the only movie I'm familiar with from him. Um, although I did find out he apparently played a stormtrooper in Rise of Skywalker. So you know, I mean, but everybody's got their flaws. So <laughs> everyone's got a few skeletons rattling around in the closet. Right. Uh, and as far as those go, that's that's pretty minor. <laughs> Dude was in a movie I didn't really like. Oh no! Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't even show his face. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, but yeah, he uh, he wrote it with um, 
uh, Alex Thurer and uh, Alex Hayner, which also both worked on with him on uh, Slight with him. So uh, apparently, uh, from what I was reading, he got the idea for this movie by um, while he was on vacation on a beach. He was just kind of standing in the beach and was like, "What is the scariest thing that could possibly happen right now?" <laughs> and his brain immediately went to, "What if something just kind of rose out of the beach and started looking at him?" What, what if Fishman? <laughs> yeah. What if What if Monster Fish? Yeah. So, um, Which, like, what if Fishman is a question I ask myself quite often. <laughs> Um, but he was also pretty frustrated, uh, or maybe not frustrated, but um, he was a little tired of the trope of survival movies like this that really delve into the characters' histories and backstories. Like, where did they come from before hitting the island? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I wonder if I can make a movie where I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of an exercise for him. So that's one of the interesting things about this movie is you don't get any backstory. like None. Like, yeah, you, nothing. You get a little bit bits and pieces that the, the viewer can kind of piece together on their own based off of the yeah, characters' interactions. But e- even... But, that is nothing. Like it's right. very, very. Yeah, it's it's shallow. very self-contained. It's, yeah. it's meant to be in in the moment, and mm-hmm. like you can tell these characters have history, but we don't really know what that history is. And we don't even know that the characters really have history until close to the end of the movie, where when like, they well, yeah, when they start talking with each yeah, other. Yeah. So, but it's, um, it's almost it's pretty much just a one-woman show throughout the whole thing. And for the most part, and yeah, that works very much in the movie's favor because she's excellent. Absolutely, yeah, she's uh, the the lead role um, played by Kirsten. Clemens, um, who plays uh, the character Jennifer Rimming. Um, I mean, we don't even learn her I, name until late in the movie. I didn't even know she had a last name. Yeah, yeah. I think she mentions it once in the movie, um, and it was kind of a... I, I didn't even hear it. I, I, this is all from the Wikipedia page that wow. I figured this out, but... Um, it's probably just listed like, cast notes and stuff like that. Pretty much. You don't well, find that out in the, in the movie. No, she she does say it. She, she does, does say it, okay. yeah, when she's... Towards the end, when she's writing a letter oh, explaining right. what's going on, that's she says, right. this she is Jennifer like, Ren- Reming. Yeah, and, she leaves her, like, message in the bottle. Yeah, so... But, but I mean... We're splitting hairs at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't even know, but... Uh, but, yeah, Jennifer, uh, Jen, as she's most commonly known... Uh, played by Kiersey, and uh, Dillard really wanted to kind of, like you said, he, he didn't want any backstory. He wanted basically Kiersey mm-hmm. to, to have this kind of raw charisma and just kind of yeah. let that carry the movie. And, and for the most part, I think that that, yeah, that she, goes very she well. she pulls it off really well. Like, mm-hmm. she is, is far and away the star of this movie. She's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, fun fact, uh, she apparently, during filming, um, met and started... Uh, According to according to her, fell in love with her uh, stunt double, uh, Ebony Delahaye. De, excuse me, Ebony Delahaye. Mm-hmm. Um, they started dating, and near as I can tell, are still it's, together to this day. Yeah, the I I know that they were still together as of COVID lockdowns, mm-hmm. and that was like the most recent thing I could find out about them. But that is super cute. I love. Them. Near as I can tell, they're still together. Well, that, I mean, that was honestly one of the reasons why I thought this came out in in 2020 or, or like this year even because it seems like the perfect like COVID movie to shoot. Right. Because there's like very low cast. Um, everyone's pretty well isolated throughout it, so it's like I, I can't like if if you would have told me it was shot last year, I would have believed you. But yeah, no, it's super, it's super cute, and uh, I I saw some pictures of the mm-hmm. of the couple, and it's just it's very heartwarming and adorable. Yeah, yeah. Like they they're very very charismatic people. Yeah, I, so. I really hope she goes on to have a, a a long career after this. Yeah, she she apparently had starred in the movie Dope as Cassandra Diggy Andrews. Well, maybe not starred, but uh, she was one of the main. Yeah, main characters there, but again, not a movie I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. so not going to be commenting on that. Um, 
But uh, at any rate, uh, the second most important character, I would say, would be, of course, the creature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, of course, is unnamed in the movie, although the cast and the crew had apparently nicknamed him Charlie. So that's kind of how I refer to him from here on forth. But uh, he was played by an Australian ballet dancer named Andrew Crawford. Um, apparently, know, for, for being played by a ballet dancer, he's not nearly as light on his feet as I would think. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's wearing a pretty heavy suit. Um, yeah, I guess so. So, but uh, apparently, he also had played the Xenomorph in Alien Covenant, which I found kind of interesting. Which I will also not hold against him. <laughs> right. From uh, from interviews, uh, Dillard apparently wanted someone who was relatively inexperienced portraying monsters. Mm-hmm. He didn't want someone playing a monster who had you know this this. Uh, who, who would move like monsters, who right. knew how to do the thing. He wanted something that would be a little bit different and maybe therefore a little bit more mm-hmm. alien. Somebody who wasn't used to wearing a creature suit and stuff like that and didn't necessarily master the movement of it. Right, right. Which, which makes it weird looking at it like yeah, when he moves. I mean, on one hand, uh, I kind of question that method- methodology mm-hmm. because, I mean, if you're, if you're having an actor who doesn't know how to play monsters, then they're just going to play it like a human and I don't think that was the intent of this no. movie. I don't think the creature was supposed to give you that uncanny valley kind of response. But it doesn't work in the movies. Uh, it doesn't work against the movie either because you don't really get to see the creature move no. all that much. No, and when you do, it's just quick flashes. Mm-hmm. And like I think most of its movement is actually like CGI. Right. Like when so, it's hopping out of the, the water and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, it's an interesting theory. Uh, I, I couldn't say whether it panned out or not, but... Uh, but hey, you know, at least he knows what he's wanting and what he's going for. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, since he did, like, did he play the, he, he would have had to have played the alien before this because uh, yeah. Covenant shot before this. Absolutely, yeah. This, as near as I can tell, this one shot, um, it was officially announced in 2017. I couldn't find any actual filming dates or anything. Right. Uh, so I have to imagine it was probably in 2017, 2018. Um, although I guess the movie was only shot within a month. It, it, that is a quick turnaround. Yeah, less less than a month of shooting, uh, they rented an entire island in Fiji. <laughs> they just they just took over the island and were like, alright, let's film it, and then they were done. Yeah, and so. I remember you telling me that like for crew quarters and stuff, they used the, the bungalows and cabins that were already there, which, you know, they didn't have to completely destroy the island. Uh, right. Despite the fact that it does, in fact, get set on fire at the end of the movie. Right. I'm hoping that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, they, they're not getting their deposit back, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of where the movie's coming from, um, and like I said, I, I personally really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's a fun watch. Nothing mm-hmm. again, nothing groundbreaking, nothing earth shattering. No, it, but I mean, it, it's a quick sit. It's like yeah, uh, an hour and twenty two minutes. Hour and twenty two so. minutes, and I mean, it, it moves along at a pretty decent clip too. Like, there's not a whole lot of wasted camera time or anything like that. Partially right. because, as you as you mentioned, the uh, the writer didn't want to focus on character backstories or anything like that, so didn't have yeah. to spend time on yeah, it. Yeah, no, the movie can devote its time to just the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Kiersey's, uh, uh performance and charisma. Um, and absolutely gorgeous island shots. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then atmospheric. Like I, mm-hmm. you feel very isolated watching the movie, yeah, yeah. and the idea of something coming out of the water to kind of stalk the land at night is very terrifying in a situation yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, you're already in a situation where your survival is a mm-hmm. big question mark, and then you have something actively hunting you. Like, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So it, It's kind of weird because, like, I, I really like the movie, but just the setup of the movie 
like it definitely sets up safe times for the characters where you know they're going to be okay. Yeah. So because um, like during the day, you know, they're fine. It it has a very like almost video gamey setup where it's like during the day you struggle to survive and protect yourself. And then at the end, at the night, you have to defend yourself against whatever's coming out of the water. Like, I could see that working really good as a, as a game, kind of like, you know, Fortnite before it shot the bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it went entirely into Battle Royale mode instead of their actually pretty solid main campaign. <laughs> right. Um, that's a that's a can of worms I'm not going to open, so... <laughs> I'll open it, I'll kick it around. <laughs> I don't care. But, uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that synopsis of that movie. Yeah, go for it, man. So, uh, it starts off, uh, we get uh, Jennifer Reming, the main character, Jen... Uh, and her bleedy friend, as we learn, Brad, yeah. who's played by uh, Benedict Samuel, who apparently also played the Mad Hatter in the, the series Gotham. I never watched it that far. Uh, neither did I, but I thought that was an yeah, interesting yeah. thing. And then uh, another series that I'm not, I haven't watched, The Walking Dead. He apparently yeah. plays Owen. Uh, so uh, hopefully, people. Hopefully, that means something to most people. Yeah. I just never watch it. But nope. at, at any rate, uh, Jen and Brad wash up on a deserted island, clearly mm-hmm. the victims of some sort of. You know, boat sinking. <laughs> boat um, tragedy. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you get the distinct impression that these friends were probably out, like, maybe on a cruise, on a vacation. Yeah. I don't know. I I think, like, spring break kind of thing. Kind of. That, yeah, definitely. That's the feeling but, I got. But again, the movie doesn't ever explain no, this. It's, no, it doesn't. Exp- like, you, there's a character later on who says, like, that he paid for the vacation. But they never say, like, what they were doing exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were on a boat, if they were just on a different island or, or what. Yeah, we, we don't know. But uh, but at any rate, um, Brad has a, uh, a Rice Krispie treat kind of lodged <laughs> in his stomach. It, um, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a piece of coral, looks that's, like. That's what I was thinking, but, but when you said that, that's all I can yeah, picture. Yeah, it looks now. like a Rice Krispie treat. Like, you'd go over to McAllister's <laughs> Deli and, and pick up. Like, it's yeah. a big triangle, even. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's a Rice Krispie treat that would stab you in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Jen does Brad the great service of wrenching it from oh, his body. That made me <laughs> wince so bad when that happened. Because it's like, you don't necessarily want to remove what's stabbing someone until you can get the medical attention right right you want you want that uh, that seal that of seal, the wound yeah <laughs> and like he just she just pulls it out of the poor guy's stomach and mm-hmm. it's like well like that whatever happened there is much worse right now right right which which you know the knee-jerk reaction at least for me is the well oh god that's that's the horrible you shouldn't do that and then she pays for it because she i yeah. mean well or i guess poor brad pays for it because she immediately sets out to find some water, and while she's attacking a coconut... Just uh, going to town on that coconut, <laughs> just, man. <laughs> man, she is just... She really wants to get into that coconut. Yeah. I mean, make fresh water. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but while she's doing that, of course, uh, poor, poor Brad bleeds out, as yeah. he should after that experience. Yeah. So... It, it, like, I feel so bad for her, because she finally gets that stupid coconut open, and, and, like, it's leaking everywhere, and she's running, like, oh, gotta gotta get this to Brad, and then dumps some water in his mouth, and just goes, plop. Yep. <laughs> he just, he's, he's gone. Yeah. So, um... And I'm no, no like, coconut expert, but I, do coconuts really have that much water in them? I have no idea. I yeah. I do not know coconuts either. I, yeah. uh, I mean, we are... We are, uh, <laughs> we are pretty far away yeah. from the ocean or anywhere coconuts be. They, um, they don't tend to grow up here on the mountains. No, so uh, I, I couldn't tell you, but uh, 
but in Hollywood, that's apparently how they work. So I, for all I know, they could have that much water in them. Like yeah. you always see people like sticking straws in them, in, like cartoons and, and shit. So right, but uh, but at any rate, um, she after she uh, discovers that Brad is dead, she takes a little bit of time and starts searching the island, um, and she finds a sweet Game Boy and some yeah. other and some other survival stuff that's probably important. But yeah, it's it's a uh, old it's an old school like cabbage green screen game boy and it's got the game boy camera hooked up to it i forgot and, about the camera and that made me so happy <laughs> to see that because that camera is just one of the weirdest peripherals that came out for for anything because it that's it, saying something for nintendo yeah but those videos did not look good like those pictures were terrible but uh, take that shit over to blockbuster and get it printed out that's right Blockbuster again. Okay. Um, but I at any rate. Late, yeah. <laughs> she, she, I have hangups. <laughs> I miss the days of Blockbuster. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Those were some Those were some sweet days. But uh, but at, at any rate, she finds some survival gear, um, and she also finds a bunch of graves somebody had uh, dug mm-hmm. for what she uh, what you can tell is basically some sort of family that, yeah. that was resided on the island. So she's not the first one to have uh, taken residence on this island inadvertently. After she finds this stuff, she does dig Brad a shallow grave mm-hmm. um, and puts him in. And, you know, by then a storm rolls in and, and night yep. falls. And she, the next day, she she's kind of exploring the island still. And she's shocked to find that the grave has been uh, opened up again. Something yep. dug him out. Um, and it is just covered in blood. Uh, something had itself a midnight snack of Brad. Yeah. Should have uh, should have uh, dug that grave a little deeper. Right, right. I, I did think it was kind of funny that she, like, later on when she's trying to convince uh, the other characters that something's going on, she tells them that she dug him into a deep grave. And I was just like, no, no you just... you went you down just, a foot. Yeah, you, you put him in a foot. Yeah, I mean, a dog would un- would unbury that. But what, whatever. So... Um, but, I mean, seeing all of the blood and the fact that the corpse is just not there anymore, that's pretty startling, pretty yeah, pretty spooky. Yeah. Um, and up until this point, you don't even know that this is a creature film, which, no. which we, again, what I was reading is Dillard really wanted to drive that point home, uh, mm-hmm. which is why the movie has such an, a, kind of a, an obscure title of just Sweetheart. I, yeah, I was going to mention that. Like, the one of the other characters calls Jen's Sweetheart, like, twice or three times, something like that. Which... I mean, you say, you say it like it doesn't happen very often, but I mean, as much dialogue as oh, in this yeah, movie, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's still just kind of like a, a weird title for it, based off of a line that one character says a couple times. Right, right. But uh, but that, I mean, that's that's the whole point right. because Diller did not want audiences to necessarily know that hey, this is a creature feature. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's it's another one of those things where it's like, well, that's a, that's a cool concept, but at the same time, you're going to want to attract the right audience. Yeah. And not just that, but like, since this is on, this is a Netflix movie. It's not, it, I don't know if it, I don't think it was shot for Netflix, but it, that's definitely where it is. Right. Like as soon as you go on there and like you're, get your plots and offices and it's like a creature stalks someone on an Island. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but still, I mean, it could be a lot of fun, especially yeah, yeah. if you were just like, if you know somebody who, who would enjoy this kind of a movie, don't tell them what it is. It's like, Hey, we're going to watch right. a survivalist movie. Might you might get some pretty cool scare, scares out of yeah. your uh, your <laughs> whoever you're showing this to. But once again, going back to the blockbuster days, it kind of reminds me when you'd head over there and just like you look at the covers of movies, and have no idea what they were, and it's like, oh, this looks interesting. It's someone stuck on an island, and mm-hmm. it's called Sweetheart. Why is it called that? Right. So yeah, it's it's it. I like the build up in yeah, this, yeah, and and especially when when you find that it's just like, what the hell happened? What's going on? After this, Jen Jen is. Uh, con- continuing to look around and she sees uh, a briefcase like a mm-hmm. uh, briefcase not a briefcase a suitcase in the yeah. water 
the uh, the wiki says that it's her luggage, which um, which would make sense. Like when I first watched the movie, I didn't really I put didn't, that together. Yeah, didn't twig to that at all. But then again, it makes sense because it probably came from the same shipwreck she's right. from, and then everything inside seems to inexplicably fit her well. Yeah. So. It's probably her luggage. Like, the thing that got me, though, is, like, when she's putting on the clothes, it doesn't seem like she likes them very much. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> so it's like... Maybe, maybe it's not her luggage. Maybe it's, like, one of her friend's luggage. Yeah, or it's... <laughs> I thought it was just another random person from whatever boat accident they had. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm, like, I'm putting this on. It's definitely not my style, but it's going to keep the, the heat off me. Yeah. And, and better than... Yeah, it's an, another change of clothes. Right, right. So, but uh, while she's doing this, she does kind of look underwater, and she sees a huge, scary underwater hole. It's yeah. just this this pit in the middle of the underwater know, vortex. Yeah, this vortex that's very ominous. I mean, especially if the music has anything to tell you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, that night, which would be, uh, I guess, not necessarily that, but the third night. Uh, she's looking at, through the things that she found from these family, and she finds their pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of looking through the pictures, but before she can really get too far through them, she hears the sound of a plane passing over. Um, Is it a plane? I thought it was a helicopter. I thought it was a plane. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was a plane. Okay. But uh, not not a big one, obviously. Just no, kind of just a smaller a plane. plane. Right. Um, probably maybe looking for survivors of the shipwreck, or maybe yeah. just looking for the ship itself. We, we don't know. Again, yeah. the movie isn't clear. But yeah. she hears that, um, grabs hold of a flare, struggles to, to shoot it off, and by the mm-hmm. time she does fire, uh, the, the plane has passed pretty pretty far. She's, you know, they, they clearly don't see her. Um, and my favorite shot in the movie happens, where uh, you see the flare kind of, you know, falling towards the horizon mm-hmm. over the ocean and she's looking really dejected because she realizes that they didn't see it and then suddenly as the flare kind of reaches the water you see the monster charlie um kind of silhouetted against the flare uh-huh. rise up from the depths and look over to the ocean it's a and really cool shot it's, like it's that's, sweet. that's your your money shot right there almost like that is right that looks so good on a poster <laughs> it, it really does it's it's a really good shot and you get the uh you you first get your I mean, your first glimpse of whatever mm-hmm. took Brad away in the middle of the night, and and I do kind of like that it doesn't it doesn't do the continued build up of like she finds footprints in the sand, and yeah, then, and then the next night something else creepy happens. It's just no the 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 second time that she gets a hint that something is there, she straight up sees something coming out of yeah, the water, yeah. and, and this is probably the scene that Dillard had when he you know when he conceived of the movie, it's, right, right. When he, was like okay now what's the scariest thing that exactly. could happen? oh that okay yeah and and to his credit that's horrifying it, like it's if, a, if, it's an, a pretty intense shot it works really well yeah so so she Jen runs back and uh, tries to hide uh, she kind of hides under a bush and then you get to, you get the, the creature sounds of Charlie looking around mm-hmm. and um, I kept trying to place like an analogy of what the creature sounded like because it sounds like something I've heard before. It kind of like it's. I think it's another one of those where it's like a mixture of animal sounds, but probably, I couldn't tell you what. But I have to say, I adore the sounds it makes. Yeah, it's yeah. not just like a grumbling or a roaring or just yeah, generic it's things. Just weird. Yeah, it, and it sounds very animal-like, but mm-hmm. but also not at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. super cool. It, 
it definitely sounds to its size too because he's a big boy he is a big boy um and, and those sounds sound like something that could come out of that yeah you know? it, it reminds me almost like of a horse kind of kind like of, you get this yeah. big creature making these sounds that you honestly don't expect to come from that creature kind of i don't know it's it's, it's very strange but yeah. uh but at any rate he, she's hiding under this bush um charlie's looking looking around um it's not really clear whether he's actually aware of her or not but he doesn't see her, so I took a note of that. Uh, probably doesn't have the greatest passive perception. <laughs> so, but uh, but at this point, we are starting to realize that this creature is nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll come to that a little bit later on. But uh, the next day, uh, Jen is looking more closely at these family pictures that she found, and in one of them, um, she sees these glowing what look like you know eyes yeah. in the darkness. It's it's one of those things where unless you were looking for eyes. Well, you'd probably see it and be like, okay, that's just, that's really weird and creepy, but it's nothing. I didn't necessarily uh, a twig to it the first, like, when you, the first time they show those pictures. Uh, right. It's just like, okay, that's something back there, but I don't know yeah, what but, it is. But if you if you know what you're looking for, it can be really, really intense mm-hmm. and creepy. Um, and, again, kind of just paints this picture of, of something going on. Yeah, on I have to wonder if, like, that was the last moments of that family. <laughs> right. Well, it, I also find it interesting because, again, the movie doesn't really do a whole lot of explaining, which no. I, I really adore. Like, that is something that I am very much a fan of in many horror and sci-fi mm-hmm. movies is the less explanation, maybe not necessarily the less explanation, the better, but you don't need to answer all the questions. No, gosh, That's no. what creates the, the, the mystery yeah. and the horror. You, you should have more questions than you do answers and the answers you get should not necessarily relate to the questions you're asking right they should be satisfied like satisfactory you should be Uh satisfied but you shouldn't be like nothing should be cult told in just like encyclopedia format you shouldn't know everything and and i think it's interesting because one of the characters later on mentions like well if there's these bodies buried who buried them yeah um so it's it's one of those there's definitely another story there but we don't we don't ever get there's a few stories here so (laughs) After seeing this and realizing that, yes, this is a thing that has killed and will probably kill again, mm-hmm. uh, Jen decides it's time to leave. Yeah. Um, and, and uh. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're in a desperate situation... I, I get it, but it's one of those things where it's like, there's zero possibility that this is going to work. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's too goofy. Yeah, she she takes the suitcase, um, takes some of the life preservers that are she have has yeah stuffs them in the suitcase tries to to affix them and then tries to use this as a flotation device uh it it works about as well as you'd expect yeah which i appreciate but i like <laughs> i get it but it's it's almost too goofy in a way i don't know I, it didn't bother me it didn't it, bother me at i don't all, know if it necessarily <laughs> bothered me it was just i don't know <laughs> So after this failed attempt, uh, I guess it's time for the fourth night. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier, I think on the first day, she had discovered this big, rotted, hollowed-out log. Yeah. And we I, had I, a parrot scare. Yeah, I, I forgot about the parrot scare. Don't but forget about the parrot scare. Yeah, Very I, important. I did, uh, I did like, refer to the log as Chekhov's log. Um, but, uh, check log. Check log. Check logs. Uh, check logs. Check logs. logs. This is bad. Yeah, uh, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, she decides to go ahead and crawl into this log. Uh, and then that night, uh, fortunately, Charlie can't find her. She, he knows. Well, he knows she's in there because he he rolls the log he, around. He tosses it around. He gets really mad at it, but just can't quite get her out. Yeah, he doesn't know exactly how to get her out. So uh, I also put, took a note. Uh, Charlie's probably not the smartest of creatures. No, he's yeah, like he's. It's weird because he's bipedal. He's you know, humanish, humanoid. 
but he is just like he's very animalistic mm-hmm. in in his in his actions and it's it's really strange yeah um and and it, it's it's also it's kind of an intense scene though because you the whole thing is shot from within the, the log. log you don't yeah. see what's going on you just know that she's getting roughed up um, yeah you the camera turns circles and gets tossed around and it's yeah but uh the next day um jen is uh she she fashions a spear out of out of a piece of wood and or like a stick, and she stabs herself like a small shark. She, she takes to that like real quick. Yeah, like, like oh man, she, <laughs> she does better spear fishing than I do at any other kind of fishing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but and and I remember watching the movie and you think oh she's she's getting herself a meal. Yeah. But then she strings it up on a branch and it's like okay well what's going on here. Uh, and it, it seems that she's trying to um, probably in, like entice Charlie. She probably wants to get more information yeah. to see him. Like um, not really knowing where this movie was going, I kind of thought it was she was trying to offer him like a peace offering, like "Hey, don't murder me, and I will get you food" or something like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I definitely didn't get that impression for sure. Um, but but yeah, she she strings this shark up and then goes to sleep under a bush in view of the shark. And when she wakes up in the middle of the night, she realizes that Charlie has accepted his gift. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has taken that shark just straight off of that rope. Kind of wild that he didn't wake her up with as much noise as he was making the previous nights. Right. Well, <laughs> I, if memory, like in the movie, like she wakes up to the sound of a noise, right. but by the time she looks, he's yeah. gone. So, um, so Charlie went in stealth mode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, honestly, what this is probably setting up is that uh, Charlie needs eats every night. Like yeah. he's he's a hungry guy. He's he got needs... to eat something every. Well, he, right. He's huge. Like he's mm-hmm. eight foot tall, something like that. He, pro- he probably it, it at a probably a conservative estimate, I'd say. Yeah. Um, which I do appreciate because that's something that I also look for in monster movies. Like I understand movies, you don't necessarily look for realism, mm-hmm. and realism does not equate good no but i do appreciate that in monster movies when they act like actual creatures yeah um when they take when the the director takes that into consideration right and and when charlie gets his food he leaves he's done he's he's good he's not gonna continue stalking her just to stalk her so yeah uh so i appreciate that um but uh but yeah he, he he takes it so the next day um jen sees something in the water and she discovers a well Half of a man, half yeah, half of some guy, half of a guy. Yeah. Um, it's not it, the top half. <laughs> yeah, at first it's unclear whether she knows him or not. Uh, yeah. Later on, we find out that his name is Zach, and he was one of the friends. Uh, she doesn't. He, she must not have liked Zach a whole lot because yeah, she doesn't maybe, seem particularly broken up about maybe him. Maybe they were more acquaintances or something. Right. <laughs> um, and Zach has a lot of like weird cuts on his face, and and I mean he he's only half a man at this point. So and half the man he used to be. Um, so it, it, whatever, I mean, it, it's, it is what it is. Um, so instead of giving Zach, um, like I said, she, she must not like him because instead of giving him a <laughs> proper shallow, shallow grave, uh, burial and making uh, Charlie dig him back up. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she, she just hangs that man. Yeah. She just, just bring, <laughs> Hey, you're my new shark. You're going to be my, you're yeah. going to be my, uh, <laughs> my sacrifice to Charlie. Yeah. Um, it's like the LA unlimited tacos offering up half of their, or their entire pitching staff. Uh, yeah, he becomes a sacrifice. Was that a baseball reference? That was totally a baseball <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> like what? What just happened? <laughs> you said the word sacrifice, and that. All right. Fair. It triggered me. 
Okay. Set me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that night, uh, Charlie is pleased with his his uh, his gift. He uh, he does take it. Although this time, Jen is uh, witness to this. Yeah. Uh, and we see Charlie just just snap him off of that rope. Like yeah. Charlie is a strong boy. He is like he's very strong. Like he, he's muscly. Yeah. So so muscly. So the next day, Jen decides, uh, well, leaving isn't an option, mm-hmm. and every night Charlie seems to be getting hungry. Um, she she decides to make a hammock out of some like old tarp and uh, and tie it off in the tops of the trees, really hoping that Charlie can't look up. Yeah. Uh, and then that night, uh, Charlie looks up. <laughs> Charlie, much like dogs, can in fact look up. Yes, they. <laughs> he looks up. He pokes the he pokes the hammock, knocks her out of the tree, yeah. and we finally get our first, uh, I guess, close encounter, so to speak. Yeah. Um, we get to see some of Charlie's sick leaps in and out of the water as he chases yeah. her. Yeah, and that CGI water looks bad. It, it doesn't look great, uh, but I, I'm more focused, like, I oh, love yeah. Charlie's movements. Like, yeah. You can tell how it transitions from the suit actor to the CGI. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's not particularly... It's weird because, like, the, the Charlie model looks really good hopping in and out of the water, but the water looks very fakey. Yeah, the water didn't look great, but... I mean, that's a hard effect to do. So yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's not like it takes away from the movie or anything like that. It's just if you're... If you're paying attention. If you're paying attention, it's like, that is cartoon water. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I love him just mm-hmm. just effortlessly leaping into the water and then back yeah. out of the water yeah. it, it really rang to me and I, and I, th- I he like salmon jumps like, yeah, yeah yeah very much so um which is really really cool I love how this creature moves yeah um but yeah it, it it chases her uh she ends up stabbing him with her sharpened stick um and he bleeds black blood mm-hmm. um and that's how you know he's creepy and that yeah that not of this world that denotes evil yeah of course clearly. But uh, he throws her around like a ragdoll, um, again. Yeah. He's a strong boy. Uh, and, and another storm is rolling in. There's a crack of lightning. Uh, and and after he throws her into the water, he just splits. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure why. The first time I watched the movie, I was kind of baffled by it. And even my yeah. kind of like, when I was going back through to take some notes... I was like, why did he just leave? And I think the movie tries to imply it's because he was stabbed, or at least the synopsis on the Wikipedia says mm-hmm. that. I think, like, he tends to... It, it In the movie, it looks like he leaves right after a crack of thunder. Yeah, so, is he afraid of loud noises? I don't know. Like, but, I mean, if he's an underwater creature, that would kind of make sense, just because of how sound travels. Right, but for, for whatever reason, he splits, and Jen is... Um, is is able to to survive another night. Yeah. Um. But uh, this this scene does kind of uh, um, point out that Charlie can be harmed and mm-hmm. with relative ease. Yeah. He's not an unstoppable like monster. Like he's he's mm-hmm. not a, a Jason or anything like that. Like, no. He no. Can... He's it's an animal. Yeah. And that's a, something else that I really appreciate. He's, yeah. It's just he's a creature. Some creature. And mm-hmm. it's like he he's as far as we know he's the only one. Yeah. But. but uh, the next day, um, Jen sees a raft showing up. It's one of those uh, inflatable life rafts with a tent to keep mm-hmm. people out of the, the elements. Um, and within is Jen's boyfriend uh, named Lucas, who's played by uh, Emery Cohen. Um, and then uh, one of her friends, Mia, played yeah. by Hannah Mangan Lawrence. It, it's weird to kind of think of, like, you know, a four-person cast having, like, a down member... But it's definitely Lucas. Lucas is 
Lucas ain't great. No, he, he like his character's not great, and the actor even himself is kind of out of it. Yeah, I, I definitely I'll have to agree with you there. His performance was mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, like not terrible. I mean, it's, it, it's I've definitely seen worse, and we will see worse as this podcast goes on. Oh yeah, but, but um, he he's definitely seems out of it. Like, yeah, kind of disconnected from yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah uh, kind of a forgettable performance, I would say, but. <laughs> He goes from zero to asshole real quick, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed to be implied that he and Mia have been... I mean, they've been out, like... Uh-huh. Like, you, you kind of get, at this point, um, Jen has been on the island for about a week, so you have to figure they were on the on the raft for about a week, Depend, which... Like, which, I mean... We can kind of assume, but it just depends on what happened. Like, right, we don't know, we don't know but it, I mean, it could be a number of days, and, yeah. and being on a raft, you know, with no food, no water, like, mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean for... for any number of days can be is definitely going to take its toll on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that was the implication. It just doesn't come it, across it's so super snap. well. Snap! Like it's like yeah, he's fine, and then he's just ooh, growling and snarling. Yeah, because I mean, because Jen, as soon as she sees this raft, she's like, oh, you know, this will work a lot better than a suitcase raft. Yeah, we need to get the hell out of here. Uh, whereas Lucas and Mia are both like. Are you goddamn kidding? We nearly yeah. died on this raft. We're gonna stay here, right? And again, it's supposed to be implied that that was that's kind of their their motivation. They're like, yeah, no, yeah. this is the first land we've seen in a week. But again, it almost comes across as a little assholeish. Like, yeah, it, it it's it's a little you, janky. You get one of those scenes of people just like shouting and screaming at each other. So. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Yeah, but. Um, but Lucas and Mia don't believe Jen as she's telling them about this monster. She's she's using every descriptive thing that she knows about it to try to convince them. It's yeah. got four eyes. It bleeds black blood. Yeah, I didn't even notice the the four eyes until a later scene. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to tell, but she she apparently notices it and she does yeah. mention that. I, I mean, she was closer that. to it than I was. So, yeah, it's true. Um, but. Uh, the monster, like they're they're not believing her at all. Which I mean, I I guess I can't blame them. Like it's it's hard to like you, you can't blame them for not necessarily believing her because that's an unreal story. Right. But at the same time, there is a giant space hole in the water. Right. Yeah. You think? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. At the same time, I, I kind of put myself in their shoes. It's like if if I washed up and and uh-huh. this girl was hysterical and like we got to leave, there's a monster, and then look, there's a giant hole in the water. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm not going into the water. Yeah. I don't want to go down there. But that's just me. I wouldn't necessarily be convinced that there was the existence of a monster. Yeah. Um, although showing them the pit where Brad was dug up right. might help, but um, even the black blood because like she stabbed. Yeah, she and, stabbed and, Starly, so she's got. And she does show Lucas yeah. the the black blood, but he's not convinced. Um, apparently, uh, it, it's kind of revealed that, or at least suggested that Brad was Mia's boyfriend because um, when she finds out that he's dead, she's pretty she's yeah. pretty bummed about it. Um, and I think that also kind of lends to, like, she's just kind of distraught over that fact and not so much focused on right what right. happened exactly. So, throughout the day, Jen is still dead set on leaving, um, mm-hmm. but Lucas and Mia just continuously refuse. They are just very adamant about staying on the island. Um, and this prompts Jen to just kind of abandon their asses and leave the yeah. island alone, which, <laughs> that, props to her. I, I did not see that little... Right event happening like that was yeah no yeah. she she packs up some supplies um and tries to sneak onto the raft and leave uh and almost makes it <laughs> almost she she gets out into the water uh they don't really like this idea either though uh because they they do see her um swim out get try to pull her back to shore yeah. um and a, a tuffle 
ensues. Mia eventually knocks Jen out with an oar. Af- um, after uh, after she kicks her after she after Jen kicks her right in the face, <laughs> just just a solid boot to the face. Yeah, um, but they they do the sensible thing and tie her up to a tree. Eh? Yeah, you, I mean, they, I mean, if, if there's no there's <laughs> you don't want her to leave, I guess yeah. that's the way to do it. Um, but again, I, and this is really where it's like it does feel a little extreme yeah. that they would do something Especially like this when, when um, fucking what's his name Lucas. Like starts insulting her mental illness and stuff like that. Yeah, like that's just yeah. No, that sorry. starts getting a little out there. I didn't take any notes on that because I'd rather just yeah. But, but at still. this point, like at, at that point, you know, they're Charlie Chum. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, that night, uh, while Lucas is searching around in the forest or in the in the wooded area on the island, me and Jen have a chat. Uh, eventually, Lucas comes back and tags Mia out, and and then Lucas and Jen have a chat. Uh, there's a uh, kind of a subplot, or at least a a lot of hinting that um, something nefarious had happened before yeah. they found it, because uh, Jen had been, you know, had uses Lucas's pocket watch to make some chum, and she noticed there's some dried blood on the pocket watch, and and uh, pocket pocket watch. Excuse yeah. me, pocket knife. <laughs> pocket knife. I was like, I'm- was there a watch on that? Was it, <laughs> no, what if, I'm what just am a moron. I thinking of? <laughs> no, just she's... smacking him around with a watch. <laughs> take that, take that, take that. No, she's she's using his pocket knife to yeah. make some chum. Yeah. Um, and she but she notices some dried blood on there, and she ends up asking them, uh, because I mean it is a little weird that they survived that long without food. But mm-hmm. it, the movie doesn't put a huge amount of stock into this. <laughs> Is the implication that they ate the bottom half of Zack? That is exactly what they're implying. Okay. Uh, it doesn't really come to fruition. Nothing really happens with it. It's just I mean, kind of a, a thing. Yeah, because, like, you really got to cut with a pocket knife to cut a dude in half. Yeah. Like, man, that would be yeah. way more effort than it'd I mean, be worth. When Zack washes up and she finds the bottom half of him and she sees all of these, like, cuts on his face yeah. and things, it's like, oh, the creature. Yeah, it's that, the leftover of the creature. That's what so, I thought was that... Charlie was nibbling on him while he was floating along and right. just got the bottom half of him. But, uh, but it, it's starting to be implied that maybe not quite the, the thing like, what happened. Maybe they just like got into an argument and Lucas stabbed him and then tossed him off the raft and then Charlie found him then. Like, that's a possibility, too. Right. But, but again, it's it's one of those things the movie doesn't really explain. It's just kind of left up for the viewer's imagination. Right. As, Je- as Jen is asking Lucas about the fate of their departed not so much. I guess I, nobody seems to be super broken up about Zach. Like Brad yeah. was a sad thing to happen, but like apparently uh, Jen had was not super sad about Zach. Yes. And uh, Zach Lucas, was the friend nobody liked. Yeah, Lucas and Mia were clearly okay with killing, killing yeah. and eating him. So yeah, he was just that guy. Every group has one, I guess. Everybody, everybody's got <laughs> every group has a friend that they would eat first. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> I'm sure if we. Chris, if, if you can't think of it, then it's you. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to catch me first. But um, I'll wheel away from your ass. As, as Jen asks Lucas about this, they're interrupted by the sounds of Mia getting attacked. Um, Mia had been kind of strolling along the water, yeah. which, you know, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, uh, Charlie attacks her. Lucas runs out, grabs a stick from the fire, starts beating Charlie with it. Charlie isn't super thrilled about that. No, uh, no and he's it, upset. It, uh, undeterred too. Um, Jen is able to kind of break the rope that they'd been they bound her to the tree um, mm-hmm. with. She kind of just rubs it against the tree until it snaps. Yeah. Uh, but by the time she gets to the uh, to the fight, uh, 
Mia is already in the water, bleeding around, and Lucas just kind of yoinks her away. Mm-hmm. And that's the last we see of Mia. Lucas? Did I say Lucas? I meant Charlie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Words is hard, okay? Yeah, I know. But I mean, there's a whole five characters in this, man. Like. I know. It's so confusing. I don't know how to keep people straight. But, um, so obviously after that, that next day, um, Lucas is like, okay, yeah, I, I think I might believe you now. There might be a creature around. <laughs> there just might be something to what you were saying yeah, yesterday. So, so they decide, yeah, get in the raft and heading out is the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, we get the bit where, where Jen climbs into the raft and there's a bunch of blood on the floor. Right, and another kind of... That, solidifies you know they something happened. something happened to zach with yeah them, or like somebody someone yeah um but uh again there's no time for that because charlie pretty much attacks the raft immediately immediately yeah like, they are just offshore he's apparently mia was not a filling um enough yeah. meal so charlie attacks and this is the first time we we see him during the day which is kind of a plot point because before they left Jen was assuring, well, maybe not assuring, but telling Lucas, like, I have not seen this thing during the day, just yeah. at night. And when it's when the raft is attacked, uh, Lucas kind of gets mad at Jen for not being <laughs> the expert on this creature. <laughs> You've been here for a week and you don't know everything about it. How dare you? Yeah, he's pretty upset. He yells at her. He's like, you said this wouldn't come out during the day. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, no, she said she hasn't seen it during yeah, the day. Yeah. <laughs> There's a first time for everything. And, and meanwhile, like, Charlie is bubbling the bottom of this raft and about to burst through it and lucas is so mad at jen for not telling him that it yep. come out during the day <laughs> so yeah charlie charlie doesn't really have time for this lover's quarrel and no. he, he just kind of pops his head in um very rude yeah. like just kind of bursts uh, his head to the floor yeah shut lucas up um lucas shoots him with a flare gun charlie dips down in. he didn't like that no but he does uh he does end up taking jen down with him he, mm-hmm. he kind of bursts through the floor again sucks her in um, and then we, we finally get our first real good look at the monster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with his head popped out of the, the floor and then him swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he, he, you know, he moves like you would expect, like a, almost like a, uh, like a mermaid almost. Kind I, of. Kind of. Like yeah. You, it's... I guess just what you would expect something like that yeah. to swim like. Um, and it seems like he's taken him down. He's, he's, he's taken her a, down into. A lot more graceful in the water than he is on land. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, Charlie's taken Jen down into the whole. Uh, but Jen pulls that pocket knife out and stabs him, and uh, Charlie doesn't like that. He lets no. her go. So Charlie's gotten stabbed two and a half times now. Yeah, he's again, he's not the most beefy he's, he's or not resilient monster. Yeah, he's just just a creature. He's just mm-hmm. some sort of wildlife yep. that is so weird and wrong. Charlie peels away from from Jen, turns around, and we see Lucas in the water, apparently coming to Jen's rescue. I guess. Uh, doesn't work out great for Lucas as Charlie just kind of takes him. Yeah, just, just snatches him up and is like, I'll get you later, Jen. Yep, and he, he takes Lucas down into the hole. Oh, no, our yeah. favorite character. Yeah. So Jen returns to the island uh, pretty much out of options. Uh, and this is where we get her, see, you know, she takes her journal that had been waterlogged and mm-hmm. she's writing it down on it, uh, kind of explaining this is where we get her name. And she right. kind of gives the most uh, exposition out of the entire movie like yeah we, we were on a trip you know went yeah. to this island she just kind of outlines what we know at this point um it's a real quick scene um but she kind of determines like you know she's got to stand and fight there's nothing else she can do so yeah she's so not, that obviously not getting off the island any other way yeah so she has her like arnold schwarzenegger in the predator moment <laughs> where she's starting to prepare right. she she gets these uh she you know, she stokes the fire um gets a bunch of dried brush mm-hmm. uh sets fire to the island and then, uh, and, and, you know, get some pointy sticks to fight. Um, 
Charlie comes that night. They have the showdown. Yeah. Uh, she made a lot more of those pointy sticks than I I thought she had. Like, yeah, she, she stabs him quite them. a bit. Uh, she makes palisades down there. <laughs> um, and she ends up fighting, killing Charlie, winning, and then the movie ends with us panning out as the island brings away. Yeah, and um, we don't know if Jen's going to get off the island. Nope. Um, like, I would hope that somebody would see that this particular island is on fire. Right. Because, I mean... We don't know where it is. Like, yeah, no, I mean, well, uh, clearly a, a plane or maybe a helicopter. I thought it was a plane, but um, if aircraft. it was a plane, it wasn't a big one. Yeah. So the idea and the implication is it's probably not too far away yeah. from civilization, at least. So I would like to think that, yeah, someone's going to notice that, but... I still think it's like a, you know, uh, Gilligan meets the Harlem Globetrotters situation where there's just a hotel right <laughs> on the other side of the island they never bothered to check. Right, right. Or maybe because she doesn't, like, explore further inland, it's just... Maybe she's just on a small island in Fiji, and the yeah. next one is not too far away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, that's where the movie ends. Like, it's perfectly serviceable, as you said. Uh, mm-hmm. it, nice bite-sized movie, yeah, monster yeah. movie. It, um, it's a good movie to watch, like when you get off work, <laughs> like that. Yeah, like when hey, you're dinner. You get home, and you're like, I want to watch a monster movie. Right. This is a good one, just to throw on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't do anything revolutionary, but what it does is is super solid. Yeah, um, and I appreciate that it's mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, water monster movie that isn't yeah. just shark and it, it doesn't yeah. follow a lot of those same tropes it and it, it he's a fish man like charlie's a fish person he's not necessarily a shark person like he doesn't look like king shark from from no, the suicide squad or right anything like that his his face is definitely shark like um, yeah it, but I mean, it's aside with the four eyes yeah. I appreciated that even though he was kind of human-shaped, like, when you look at his face, there's nothing human about no. that. There, it's not like he is the Swamp Thing or, like, the fish man from Shape of Water, yeah. on, only but evil. Um, yeah, like, this thing is, is clearly animalistic, and yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, any final thoughts on the movie? Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, like, I almost wish we would have been able to see what is on the other side of Charlie's portal. <laughs> Yeah. Just because, like, just having that there is weird and good, mm-hmm. and I love, like, things like that. But if I was the type of person to, you know, for instance, use Charlie in a and d campaign or something like that, I would definitely want to have my players go into that portal. Absolutely. Uh, get some sort of layer action going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that would be very much... I, I agree with you there. I kind of wish we had at least one... Um, kind of monster movie trope of seeing the other side. Yeah, seeing, seeing the monster's lair. Because, like, that that's, you know, like you said, that's very tropey and standard in movies like this is, like, seeing where this thing hunts and lives. Maybe, maybe, and I'm just, I'm throwing this out there as uh-huh. maybe a fan theory. Um, maybe that portal is, like, Ariel's inner sanctum in The Little Mermaid. Like, maybe he just oh. has a collection of human things in there. Yeah. <laughs> including humans. humans. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to be where the people are. Look at this stuff. Bunch of snacks. Here's this guy. His name is Zach. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was a uh, sweet art. So, um, let's uh, let's just hop on over to the crunch then. Yeah. So, uh, 
so yeah, welcome back to Creature Crunch. Uh, let's let's crunch that monster just, into... Just in case they came into the middle of the podcast. <laughs> in, case, in case you're like, what's this podcast? Let's start an hour in and you hit play. Yeah. Uh, this was Creature Crunch, everybody, uh, where we crunch this monster into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going to crunch this boy. Um, <laughs> crunch this boy. <laughs> so... Um, so, uh, I took charge of the, uh, the creature this time, this week, um, kind of spat out a stat block. Um, mm-hmm. my main source of reference was the Swahajan in, uh, D&D 5th edition. Um, I, I also can, I took a little bit of, uh, inspiration from, like, the Marrow, but, and, uh, I looked at the, uh, specifically the Coral Hunter Swahajan from, uh, Saltmarsh campaign. Okay. because um, that one kind of felt about where I wanted this thing as far as challenge rating goes. Yeah. Um, I, I went through and I took a few other things too, but uh, we'll kind of cover that. So um, to kind of keep in line with the, uh, the gen- I don't know, generic monster name, yeah. I, I just named this thing tentatively as Beach Hunter. Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. You think that's that's pretty serviceable? Yeah, I, I don't see why that would okay. be. So that's what that's what we know about Charlie. He is he hunts things on the beach. Yeah, I almost called him Beach Stalker at first, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really stalk. It's, yeah, I, I felt that kind of implied the wrong thing. So. Um, but yeah, yeah he's we a, hate to infringe on, on poor Charlie here. Yeah, so um, he's a medium beast. Um, AC is only 12. Uh, relatively easy to hit. Yeah. Um, hit points is he's got 36, uh, which is 8d8. Uh, mm-hmm. That's because he does not have any constitution. Um, again, easy to hit, easy to kill, as, as yeah. evidenced in the movie. Um, 30 foot uh, speed, because, I mean, we see Jen kind of keeping pace with him. Yeah. Um, but he does swim faster, so I gave him a little bit of a... Yeah, he, yeah dangerous so, in the water. Yep. So gave him a, speed, a swim speed of 40. Um, we could go through all the stats, but that's not important. I, yeah, I we think don't need to do he that. He clearly had a lot of dexterity, or a decent amount of dexterity, uh, quite a bit of strength. Yeah. And um, everything and that else was, is negligible. Yeah, that was about it. Uh, I gave him a zero in his constitution, or 11 plus zero in his constitution. Um, and then, of course, his mental stats and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> faculties were not great. Um he has a strength saving throw, proficiency, uh, proficiency in athletics and perception, um, dark vision because he's clearly a night no- creature, nocturnal creature, nocturnal yeah. creature. Uh, no languages or anything. Uh, he's got a challenge rating of one, um, which that... felt about right to me. He was yeah. not not necessarily as squishy and foddery as. Well, it's it's one of those things where we have to because like it just like with the xenomorph, we had to kind of you have to kind of think about like he's not going against. Adventurers, right, he's going against normal challenge rating zero people, right, level right. zero people, and honestly, an argument might might have been made that he could have probably been even lower challenge because in the movie, Jen is, I mean, she's capable clearly, mm-hmm. but she is just a commoner essentially for all intents and yeah. purposes, maybe a little bit higher than that, and she does take him out with, maybe not ease, not relative ease, but mm-hmm. she doesn't struggle too terribly much. Yeah, um, but at the same time, she has observed him for yeah, several she, nights. She, prepared. she kind of knows what he can do, what he's capable mm-hmm. of. But some of his, uh, so his um, abilities, I gave him Blood Frenzy. Uh, that That's the same ability that, like, sharks have, right? Sharks and Swajin have, oh, yeah. Okay. It's it's where they get advantage on melee attacks against creatures that's missing its hit points. No, that tracks. I mean, yeah, we see him, he looks like a shark, at least in the head zone, uh, and he clearly reacts to blood. Yeah. So I kind of figured that that worked. Um, one that I took from um, 
this one I got actually from the Creature Codex. Um, you know, let me mm -hmm. let me credit properly. from uh, Cobalt Press. Cobalt Press, yeah, Cobalt Press's Creature Codex. Thank you. Um, but it's uh, and and I honestly don't know if it's. It, I think it might be a feature in some of the Monster Manual, but this is where I directly took the this skill from. But I gave him the leap ability, mm -hmm. where basically if he moves at least fifteen feet, he can jump twenty feet straight ahead. Uh, I mean, we we see that in the movie as he's chasing yeah. Jen. Um, and then if he lands within five feet of the creature uh, of a creature. Um, that creature must make a DC 12 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Mm -hmm. That's based off of Charlie's strength itself. Um, if the creature was at least in at least five feet of water, this is this little last bit is my own addition, but yeah. if the creature that he, he jumps next to was in at least five feet of water, then the beach hunter can make a claw attack for free. Okay, yeah. So, um, kind of giving more emphasis on the fact that he is a water hunter. Yeah, um, no, I, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And that definitely... Uh, kind of ramps up that him being way more dangerous in water than mm -hmm. yeah just like imagine like in a water encounter this thing just swimming towards you and then dolphin leaping out of the water straight towards a player and then yeah landing like, and, and just getting getting a good hit on the, them. i don't think the, the prone would matter the prone wouldn't wouldn't come into effect but um and even though we don't necessarily see that necessarily happening in the movie we don't see him land next to jen and then she falls over but right. i think it does kind of well, it, it, it lands it leads a little bit of credence to him hitting. Yeah, not only that, but like he's big. Like he has mm -hmm. weight behind him. If he jumps and lands next to someone, if nothing else, they'd probably be startled and fall down. Right. Um, so, and then I also gave him the limited amphibiousness, mm -hmm. um, which the difference between limited and regular is that even though he can breathe both air and water, he does need to be submerged at least once every four hours to avoid suffocating. Uh, again, this is a feature directly pulled from the Sawajin. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go for the full amphibiousness just because in the movie he's, he's white and pale and, you know, yeah. fish looking like. Yeah. I can't imagine that guy surviving long out of out of no, the he, water. No, he he looks like something that would live at the bottom of the ocean, mm -hmm. like he's or so, wherever that portal leads to. Right. So that's really where I came put on that, and then to kind of really drive home the uh, the nocturnal nature. Mm -hmm. I did give him a sunlight sensitivity, so while he is in direct sunlight, he has disadvantage on perception and attack rolls. Yeah, I I don't see any problem mm -hmm. with that, um, because he was. I, I kind of reduced a lot of his stats compared to the Swajin, um, which, again, most of this is copied directly from that Coral Hunter, mm -hmm. uh, which also has a challenge rating of one. Uh, since I lowered some of his stats, I decided to give him a little bit better attacks. Okay. Um, so he's got multi-attack where he can make two attacks with his claws or one attack with his claw and another with his throw attack. Okay. Um, excuse me, toss attack. I need yeah, what, you have it listed as... Yeah, well. two different things, toss. So okay. uh, his claw attack, uh, because, I mean, he has pretty beefy claws in the movie. Yeah. Um, plus five to hit, one target, one D4 plus three slashing damage. Pretty that's, standard. That's bog standard, yeah. Yeah, that, that is literally pulled from the Swajin. But his toss attack I gave him, uh, where yeah, he that's basically... that's the interesting one. Yeah, he can... Uh, it, it's a hit of one D6 plus three, so it's a little bit more, da uh, little bit more mm -hmm. powerful. Uh, causes bludgeoning damage instead of uh, slashing, but it tosses the character if they don't make a DC 13 strength saving throw. Um, it tosses them up to 10 feet in any direction that he wants and is knocked prone. So mm -hmm. kind of just that claw throw, you know, or hit or whatever. Because, yeah. I mean, we see him doing that to Jen quite a bit in the movie. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Like, she is thrown around quite a bit. So and I, I like that that DC is, it's low enough that your level one 
players are going to have a hard time with it, but it's not going to be much for anybody else. Exactly, exactly. Like it'll it'll toss some people around, but not yeah. not obliterate anybody. So so what happens if they do make the saving throw? Uh, they're not thrown. So are they grappled or anything? No. Okay, no, so he, they he just picks them up, tries to throw them, and then well, drops them. It, see, in, in my head, that's why I didn't name it throw. I named it toss. Okay. Uh, just because to, in the movie, he backhands. It's, it's okay. like he's backhanding them. That, so that to sense. me, it's just like a wham, hit. And then if they succeed that throw, he just, they just don't move. Okay. But yeah, that if they fail, then they go flying. So um, so that's kind of what I have for Charlie here. Um, do you have any notes? Do you have any... Like, the only thing I would kind of like to see on him, mm-hmm. uh, even though he is a challenge one creature and, you know, very low level starting type creature um i would really like to see him have a lair action see i would have portal i definitely would have done that but we don't see anything in that regards to the movie we don't but like i don't know maybe just even if it's something where like uh if he's in the vicinity of his lair he gets like a surge swim or something like that like he he could take a dash as a bonus action um I mean, we definitely might be able to workshop that. Yeah. Um, like, if, if he if he can take a lair action, he can uh, move half his swim speed for free. Hmm. Because I don't think that would break him by any stretch. No, no, not at all. Um, and uh, one thing that I definitely noticed was some, in my opinion, better, more skilled DMs. Mm-hmm. Lair actions are utilized pretty effectively. I, I'm, I'm specifically looking at... Uh, Brian Murphy from Not Another D&D Podcast. Yeah, yeah. He tends to put layer actions in a lot of his encounters. Right. Regardless of how dangerous or powerful they may be. Because it, it just makes the encounters interesting. Yeah. It really spices them up. Yeah. So I'm definitely with that. Although, um, I mean, I'm, let's, let's write that down. Uh, just trying to think of how to word it. because like normal- I, I would have to look it up, but I'll, I'll just I'll put that in here. Uh, <clears throat> layer... Because normally, like, lair action is something in the environment happen, happening. Right. Um, or maybe it would be, like, a, a current or something like that where where a creature, whether it's him or one of the PCs or something, is moved half Charlie's move speed. Um, I think you've got something there. So, because um, it sounds to me like you would rather give him a little bit more uh, flavor as far as his underwater threat as right. opposed to his... his because like, it, if I was running this, like I would definitely want to have the players see him on land at some point, or like the results of him, like they come across a kill or something like that. Sure, them. sure. And then, like, it, even if they trigger the encounter on land, it would definitely you definitely want to draw them into the water. Absolutely, because that's where he would be most dangerous and most interesting to fight. Absolutely, and I do think that it kind of should go without saying that his toss ability would not necessarily work underwater. Uh, or in the water. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I don't know if I should actually stipulate that in the attack itself, but uh, the way I look at it is that's a way of getting the the yeah. opponent into the water. Yeah, yeah. Throw them in there. But um, but I'm definitely with the idea of making him a little bit more dangerous in the water. So I'm wondering that if instead of giving him any layer actions, because again, we, we do want to keep this in line with what we see in the movies, and because we don't really see yeah. his layer. I'm personally hesitant to add any kind of layer yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that... I just uh, like layer actions. <laughs> what's that? I just like layer actions. Me too, me too. But, um, and and I think that there could be something there. Maybe uh, maybe something we can uh, kind of develop for the Patreon. Maybe. Um, I do enjoy the idea of making him more dangerous in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, I I kind of played it safe in the regards of like he only has, he has got a little bit more speed in the water and he can make that extra attack if he's jumping into the water. But uh, but in order to not I think I, I think I've got it. Okay, or yeah, something hit me, anyway. Hit me. Absolutely. Um, if his toss ability can only be used on land because it you know wouldn't make much sense to use it right. underwater. What if instead of that, like he has another ability that he can use just underwater? Okay, like uh, ram or something like that. Well, I was wondering, like, because you you mentioned um, being able to move a creature right. underwater un, un, um, unhindered, which we do see in the movie. Yeah. And in the standard rules of the of fifth edition, um, you can grapple and move a creature, but uh, it, at half your movement speed. Yeah, I think that he could for move him, at full movement speed underwater. Exactly. So God, that'd be scary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So maybe I like we, that. Yeah, let's add that in as one of his features. Um, yeah. What might this be called? Uh, underwater grappler. Um, Submerged grappler. Alrighty. God, that yeah, that adds a whole new twist on fighting this thing underwater. Yeah, because he's does. definitely gonna gonna grab somebody and book it. Yeah, to wherever he needs. Which yeah, is, which, which is we exact, see in the movie. We, we oh, absolutely see in the movie. We did good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really dig that as well. Um, I don't think that's gonna affect his challenge rating myself. No, no, I don't um, think so. But uh, yeah, that definitely makes it to where he's on land. He's preferable to fight. He's not pleasant to fight. Because he can still knock you, like his, his toss can definitely knock you guys around. Yeah, but. and and I think that really kind of that's also going to really put in drive home the fact that like, how do you how do you get away from this thing or how do you stop this thing? Further inland. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Jen, go further. Go inland. further inland. It's, <laughs> it's what you want to do. Keep this guy out of the wetness. Yeah, exactly. So and he really very much wants people in the wetness. Uh, yeah, I mean he's he tosses Mia, he tosses Jen, and most yeah. of the time he's tossing them into the water. Yeah. So. so no, that I think that works really well. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Ooh, that's good. Do you have any other notes? Any other no, concerns no, I'm, with him? I am very happy with him right now. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, then I guess that, that'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. Oh, what are we watching next, man? It's yeah, see, my that's, choice. That is something that I... Yeah, you do get to choose next, for sure. Hmm... Not something you'd consider, huh? No, I, <laughs> I actually about. have. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's just the movie I wanted to watch isn't available on streaming anywhere, really. It's not that big of a deal. I am willing to. Uh, yeah. I'm willing to to uh, to purchase if need be. Well, I found it like to purchase for for fairly cheap, so I'm not like super concerned about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've already invested quite a bit of money into yeah. this project anyway. So so yeah, next week we're gonna or next. Next episode, we are going to be doing uh, The Blob, 1988. Oh, boy, The Blob. Oh, man. I don't think you've seen that one, have you? Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it back when I was a kid. It, uh, it, was, a, it was a staple on sci-fi for a long time. Yeah, I want to say... Oh, gosh. I, I know I've, like, I saw you, it on, like, uh, cable TV. USA it showed it a lot. Yeah, so. I, I saw it at, like, a cousin's house because yeah. I didn't have access to cable at the time. Um but uh, no, it's a fun set. I think we'll we'll have a good time with that. Yeah, one. yeah, I enjoy. It. I look forward to watching it. Um, so yeah, we'll, a good, we'll good be checking out next time. So uh, so yeah, be sure if you guys want to uh, to experience more of this, uh, definitely subscribe to our Patreon. Um, 
alien. So we're going to be putting up some extra creatures. So we're going to have a uh, we have the uh, the face hugger and the alien or the uh, the face hugger and the android from Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're probably going to be putting up some sort of um, layer actions for Charlie here. Yeah. But yeah, subscribe to our Patreon to get some of those extra goodies. We really do appreciate that. Um, definitely uh, rate and review us. Help get the uh, the mm-hmm. word out there. Uh, get us seen, um, and then frankly, also just kind of stroke our egos, make yeah. sure that we're doing give okay. Us, give us the big five stars. We appreciate that. Five or five. we really would appreciate it. Uh, and uh, then and also reach out, give us some feedback. This is our mm-hmm. first kind of four way into this, and yeah, I, I hope that we're doing okay. And I, I hope we sound a lot better this time. Yeah, yeah, I did get some new new equipment. Yeah. Um, Following that, uh, if you just like us for whatever reason, um, <laughs> I would encourage you to like reconsider your pre- proficiencies or uh, preferences, man. Yeah, but uh, but you can find us. Um, you can find uh, Chris. Where, where can we find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at the Library C. That's C E E. Okay, and uh, you can find me also on Twitter, though substantially less so. Uh, but you can find me at the at the at Danny underscore hamsteak spelled just like it sounds. Uh, you can also check out our other podcast, our actual play podcast, uh, shouting at dice. Um, when that gets, yeah, yeah. When when I get going on that again, um, I mean we we do play lots of D and Ds, and we we shout it we shout at them dice. Oh boy, do we! So uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, thank you for so much for listening. We really appreciate you, uh, and we will see you next time. Keep. Crunching those creatures. Oh boy, that's not gonna happen. That is not gonna that's not that's, the, that's not the, <laughs> the tagline we're gonna get. <laughs>